and welcome yet again to another episode of PA from PA, the podcast where Parker and Andrew discuss a randomly generated word. And boy, is this episode one out of the ordinary. We will be discussing the word ordinary. Andrew, it's been a while, hasn't wow. it? Wow. Well, for us, it's been a while. For the people that are listening, maybe you just listened to episode five a minute ago and you're binging through all the episodes, mm. uh, to which I would say thank you because I'm honored that you're spending your time listening to over two hours of us just talking about random words. Honestly so, but I guess maybe for context, it's been probably at least three weeks <laughs> since we recorded episode five. Yes, so we are some on time. week five, I believe, of quarantine. Yeah. Week five of quarantine. So we hit week one hard. Oh, super hard. As far as podcasting. Oh, yeah. And we entirely dropped off the face of the earth. (laughs) But, you know, we're back because we have finally gotten bored enough that we have to turn to this. Yeah, we got so bored that we had to talk about the word ordinary. And honestly, Andrew, we both mentioned how really today was kind of one of the more ordinary days that we've ever had. In the sense of like ordinary being like normal, boring, not challenging a status quo. Like, we really just kind of had a day of of nothing compared to our other days. Which, ironically for us, is out of the ordinary. Because our usual schedule is filled with meetings that we didn't know about until a couple days before. (laughs) Or uh, just bouncing around to 100 different projects. Uh, But today was just regular, sit down, do your work in your office, uh, and then eat the scheduled meals. (laughs) And that was all that we had to do. Honestly, like, it feels to me, like, in this time, the ordinary has become wake up, eat breakfast, do some work, eat lunch, do some more work, eat dinner, go to bed. Like, it seems like really all that I have to look forward to is meals. Like, I found myself a lot of the Mm. times in my days, like, just thinking about, like, oh, what I'm going to eat for lunch. Oh, what I'm going to eat for dinner. Because that's, like, the main happening, like, during this time of quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I've started to just, like, fantasize about the eventual ending of this mm. whole situation. Of course, the situation, we don't we don't call it by its name. Of course, the situation. The situation. Um, yeah, I think time has started to really stretch itself in, uh, in the quarantine. I, I feel like I, I've lost all track of what day it is. Uh, but that, I, I think I said earlier that April 1st seems like simultaneously a long time ago and also at the same time uh, like it's just always been April 1st and it still is to this day. Uh, so I've, I've just lost all sense of progression in life, I think, in quarantine. Like we're just at a standstill right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of just the new ordinary kind of, you know, it really stretches on for a while. Um, I mean, would you say that, I mean, quarantine aside, I mean, we're just talking about like a normal life since we're talking about ordinary, uh, like, would you say that you prefer more kind of like ordinary days like today was where it's like, that's really going on necessarily, but like, it's not like boring. It's just like, oh, it's an ordinary day. Mm-hmm. Or do you rather prefer the days where it's just like, whoa, this curveball was thrown at me and it made my day crazy, maybe for good, maybe for bad. Like, you know, what, what do you think your preferred kind of a day is? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I have a, I don't have a strong opinion on this, but I'm kind of tempted to say 
for me, I think you you got to go all or nothing. Mm. A man of Either extremes. your day is absolutely crazy, you got so much going on, something crazy cool is happening, or your day is the most boring ever. Mm. It's this in between where I have to like switch between modes that I don't do as well in. Mm. If the whole day is just like, you know, it's just it's just a regular day. We're just working. We're just doing what we usually do. I can get down with that. Or if it's a special out-of-the-blue day where, like, we're going to Cedar Point, we're going to the amusement park, mm-hmm. then I get amped up for that. But when it's, like, you try to fit something like that into the middle of an ordered, ordinary day and you have to go back to normal mm-hmm. immediately, uh, I like there to be more of a clear separation, I think. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to another word we had when we talked about how we don't like to be spontaneous. <laughs> So basically, you're kind of saying, like, if it's a normal day, like, don't, like, just, like, interrupt it with something crazy, right? Yeah. Or if it's, like, a crazy day, let's not just, like, slow down and be ordinary all of a sudden. Like, yes. either hot or cold, right? Pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I can agree with that for sure. When I think of ordinary, for some reason, I always think, of course, uh, just being me, I think of SpongeBob. And I think of that episode where SpongeBob turned really normal. I don't know if you're familiar with that episode or not. I don't know that I am. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of a meme to a degree, uh, but it's just SpongeBob. He, uh, a lot of people are just like saying like how like annoying he is or just like whatever, what have you. Um, and so he tries to be normal and like he like loses all of his holes. He like loses his edges and becomes like round and shiny. And he's just like really like bland. He's like, hi, I'm normal. You know, it's just like, how's the weather today? I'm just yeah. normal, right? <laughs> so, like, whenever I think about ordinary, I think about that. Like, I think about, like, normal, boring SpongeBob. Mm. Boring for some SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like ordinary has to be boring, though? I don't think it does, actually. I really don't. I think that there is something special about the ordinary, you know? Mm. I read this thing one time. Uh, it was this book that I was reading about how... Sometimes whenever things happen like ordinary, like day after day, like we just kind of get like numb to them and just kind of turn a blind eye. But like that doesn't necessarily mean that like it's not still cool, you know, like if anything, it's more cool that that thing happens each and every day, you know. So like something as simple as like the sun rising, it's like, wow, the fact that like the sun rises or like all this stuff, but like, oh, it happens every day. But, like, no, that's like super rad and it happens every day. So I think that there's definitely like, Something exciting, even in the ordinary, even if it just kind of makes us turn a blind eye to it. Mm. But I think a lot of times we think about just normal and boring when we think of ordinary. Yeah, like the the ordinary way that this podcast works is that the microphone works and picks up our voice, which I much prefer to the out of the ordinary where the microphone doesn't work and we can't record. So that's really good. Yeah, yeah there's definitely some uh, definitely some value to the ordinary. I, I believe maybe maybe we should start like celebrating some of the most ordinary of all things yeah and maybe maybe i'm using the term ordinary incorrectly but yeah when i'm thinking of ordinary i'm thinking of just like the most generic uh kind of middle of the road thing right uh so maybe we can like start to go through maybe even some categories like mm-hmm. what what's the most ordinary of this like what is what is the most ordinary food most ordinary food yeah so like what we're talking about here is not necessarily like the best or the worst, but just like average, just yes. like ordinary, the most, average most ordinary food. food. I would have to say, for some reason, I don't know why, but what comes to mind first is just like plain normal tortilla chips. <laughs> like oh. I feel like that's just like super 
That is ordinary. very ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. A plain tortilla chips, no salsa, no yeah. queso. Just like... Just plain. Grab some Tostitos, crack it open, boom. Mm. Although Tostitos are kind of saltier than normal tor- uh, That's tortilla true. So chips. So we're talking so. about like the, the paper bag, the yeah. ones that we have, like yeah. the Mission brand mm-hmm. tortilla chips. Those are definitely... Um, not out of the ordinary. There's nothing extra about the no. those tortilla chips. But where where's the beauty in the the plain tortilla chip? What what does it have to offer that maybe we're overlooking? I mean, does it have anything to offer that we're overlooking or uh, do we have we judged it correctly? <laughs> I mean, I personally really enjoy plain tortilla chips. I mean, that's a snack that I will happily go to any day of the week. So, again, it really depends on how you're looking at ordinary here, you know? Because um, if we're also thinking about ordinary as just, like, almost like a like a staple, like, you just, like, see a lot of it, um, then you can make an argument for, like, sliced bread. You sliced can make... bread is pretty good. Exactly, exactly. So It is often, of course, used as an example of the best invention of all time. <laughs> so I, I think it's definitely made its mark on the world. It has made its mark in the world. Doesn't necessarily mean that's not ordinary, though. Yes. Like, it really depends on what... If we're talking about ordinary being just, like, bland, not really offering anything fantastic, then you can think about tortilla chips. If you're thinking about, like, kind of commonplace, like, oh, it's just bread, like, oh, it's ordinary, then, I mean, bread, you know? So, I mean, that, that's a hard one with food, honestly. What's the most ordinary food? Um, I, but at the same time, what, I, what came to mind was, like, what's, like, the basic like three off listing of like groceries but bread milk and eggs you know it's just mm. like that's just kind of like your basic just like those are like basic grocery items that you and so get. like you know i don't know if milk is a food is more liquid but you know eggs bread tortilla chips yeah i think i think of the three bread definitely takes a cake as far as yeah being the most ordinary because there are times that i go to the grocery store i don't get milk or eggs but i'm true. almost always getting bread Honestly, oh man, this is hard. I don't know. Uh, we we might just have to leave it at a tie right now between bread and tortilla chips. Yeah, I, I'm I am leaning more tortilla chips. I think, you but, know, but there's also the, the taste factor. Tortilla chip, you at least get the salt. Bread, if you're having bread just by itself, it is very plain. Honestly, something in my heart really wanted to stay with tortilla chips, but now that you say that, I think I have to go with bread. Bread, like, the most ordinary I'm imagining food. the times where I've just taken a slice of bread and just eaten it plain, and nothing gets more ordinary <laughs> than that. That's true. And if we want to keep with, of course, Jesus's desire to make himself mm. the, the smallest, most ordinary thing, Amen. we have to keep bread down on the bottom. Amen. There so I go. think we got to stick with it. Totally bread. What would you say is the most boring animal? The most boring Art, animal. excuse me, ordinary, right? Doesn't ordinary. necessarily need to mean Does to not be boring, boring just but ordinary. Normal, yeah. Ordinary animal. Uh, squirrel. Squirrel. Ooh, that's a good one. You see, my first instinct was to say dog, but there's really a lot of kinds of dogs. There's so many types of dogs. Which, again, I guess really what we're getting at whenever we're talking about this is like middle of the road, average, nothing spectacular about them as opposed to like frequency. Because, like, I think, like, oh, you see a dog anywhere. But, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'd also see a squirrel anywhere. This is true. This is true. But I think we are kind of getting more on that just, like, just kind of middle of the road, average, nothing spectacular about them. And squirrel would kind of fit the bill. I don't think there has been a day, maybe of my life, that I have not seen a squirrel. 
I don't believe that. I mean, I'm, that's probably true. I mean, it's probably true that, that I haven't seen a squirrel at, at one point in my life. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of, like, a specific time that I, I wouldn't have been in a place where a squirrel might be. And I can't think of one. Well, I mean, even I... I guess I also, I, I, I don't live in a city, so... Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, if I, if I lived in Manhattan... But I'm sure that's there's, there's got to be squirrels in Manhattan. Well, I mean, sure. I'm thinking even of days of, like... Sometimes, like, even over the summer, there's just days where, like, I just never left my house... So I know oh, I didn't true. see a squirrel that but, day. But the the other thing you have to take into consideration is that there were most definitely squirrels outside your window that you could have seen. Oh, this is totally true, yeah. Honestly, yeah. So they were, they were present, you just didn't notice them. Honestly, out of all the animals, like, definitely, like, squirrels are, like, the most likely to be present almost anywhere, actually. I think they're just the most ubiquitous animal across, across the... The, the country at least i would like, be interested to see the stats of like how the many squirrel to person ratio yeah like to how many squirrels are there to one person they're they're a very successful breed of animal they are that's interesting yeah squirrel honestly yeah would hmm yeah i, I mean i can't think of anything else i, I want to say bird but there's a lot of different kinds of birds like literally with squirrel you only have like one kind of squirrel. Maybe you get color variations. Yeah, but like, and even the color variations, it's still a squirrel. Exactly. The 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 face, the the body structure, the tail, all of it is the same. It's That's just true. a different color. That's very birds true. vary so wildly. Like you've got pigeons and you got bald eagles, and they're entirely almost entirely different. That's very true. Squirrels though are just squirrels. I'm assuming that we're not counting like insects in this right i feel like they are a different category yeah. okay that's fair because i kind of wanted to say worm worm but, but but which worm i mean i feel like it's similar enough like i know there's different kinds of worms but like i feel like each worm looks at least enough like each other worm oh, there are distinct is there though there absolutely <sighs> are yeah i guess you're right huh so a lot a lot more differences than squirrels because like yeah, i guess you're right because i'm thinking like i guess like worms yeah, that you'd, like, see shriveled up on a sidewalk would be different yeah. from, like, worms, like, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of, like, when I was in eighth grade or whatever, we mm -hmm. dissected an, an earthworm, which mm -hmm. was, like, like a long worm that was, like, eight yeah. inches long or something pretty thick, and also, like, these little mealworms that you feed to, to lizards, and they're entirely different. Have you ever read that book, How to Eat Fried Worms? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I feel like that's a classic for, for, for the younger audience. Yeah, which I... If I remember correctly, I think a majority of them weren't fried, right? He was just eating them raw. I don't raw. think so. Yeah, I think he was just eating them raw. I don't really remember much to the plot of that. I just remember, like, that... Wasn't it, like, some really intimidating kid and then, like, another kid? And, like, they, like, they had this... him or bed him or yeah. something. Yeah. They had this thing about, like, eating worms. Yeah. And he had to, he had to eat all of them either to save his pride... Or there was some sort of prize involved. Yeah. The more I remember it, worms. I remember, like, the description of, like, somebody eating the worm being, like, kind of gross and disturbing. Like, oh, absolutely. They, yeah. like, I, I don't even remember the words, but I remember them, like, very perfectly capturing, like, what the emotional state of one must be like <laughs> as they <laughs> are a consuming a raw, <laughs> live worm. <laughs> and it was every bit as terrifying as I would imagine it would be. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was a classic. That I guess so. I think uh, that book will go down in history. We'll, we'll teach on that in first grade classes. What's the most ordinary book then? 
Those ordinary Which books. is a hard category, because, like, you could say, oh, uh, uh, dictionary? Definitely the most boring book. Yeah. But, like, everything, like, ordinary, middle of the road, like, every book, you could at least put on a category of, like, that's an amazing book. Or it could be, like, that's, like, a really bad book. But, like, there's very few books that you could be, like, that's eh, just average. It's just there. Yeah, what is the most... Like, dictionary, you can't really even have an opinion. You're just, like, it's the middle dictionary. Middle of the road book. I mean, I'm, trying to think. Think. I'm sure there is one i'm trying to think of books that i've read that have just been like middle of the road but i think the problem is that we've forgotten them because That's... they were so ordinary honestly yeah i for some reason I'm, I'm thinking back so i guess they weren't like full books but they were stories at least whenever i was my sophomore year of college i took world literature and it was essentially just like you read like excerpts from like different stories like around the world from like different books and so like we read a lot of stuff in that class and i can't remember what it is but i remember i know that there was some book there that by the end of it i was like i wasted so much time having to read this and i just can't remember it so oh what i'm what i'm maybe thinking coming to mind i don't know if you read any of the like middle school uh slash like fifth grade level sports books by mike lupica i've there was seen this them whole series of books that all had the exact same mm. formula yeah i actually i never read them before but i've always seen them around yeah they're very they're pretty ordinary i would imagine can i guess the formula yeah is it some young sports star probably in high school maybe in college Oh, he's definitely younger. He's oh oh yeah. wow. Okay, so he's in middle school. Yeah, it's it's either middle school or high school. I think, oh, so sure. maybe not even a star, but just some young sports player. Yeah, and he really loves the sport, but there's conflict between the sport and other things that he loves, and he has to come to a decision. And he chooses the sport. Mm, so the the classic high school musical formula. Kind of, what yeah. You, what you're yeah. Saying. Was I anywhere close? Um, you are. You are a little bit close. There, there's definitely like there. There are like he's written so he's so prolific. Like he's written so <laughs> many books mm. that there are some variations on the theme. That's fair. There are there are definitely ones like that. There are some where there's like a conflict between the main character and a coach that's like mm. a little rough or like has different ideas about how, how the team should run. Of course, those kind of stories pop up as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but always uh, a young middle school, maybe high school boy playing a sport that he's decently good at. Uh, some sort of conflict that prevents them from playing to the best of his ability. Mm. And then he works through it and they win the championship or whatever happens. Of basically. course. Yeah. Now, those were very ordinary books. I could But I also I want to know, did you ever read? I, I can't remember what these books were called, but there was this whole series of books that was about this kid that could travel through time by touching <laughs> old baseball cards. <laughs> wait. Wait. No. no. Really? I don't know. It sounded really cool. familiar. Like, no. I remember it was like he, he found whatever the most valuable baseball card is. I can't remember who it is. Yeah. But he found that card somewhere in an old attic. And when he touched it, he like huh. went back to, to meet that guy. Really? 
and like saw these crazy things going down uh, at this like historic baseball game or something. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one. I think I reacted that way though because I thought of another book that I had read that involved a baseball card, but it was like this kid and his friends had like found this like really rare like Babe Ruth card at like a pawn shop or something. Oh yeah, swindle, and swindle, no, yeah, yeah swindle, swindle. We had to break into the house. We had to break into the cards. house. That was actually a great book. I thought. I don't know. Yeah, if that's that ordinary. was cool. That was a good book. That was, was a, that was an intense book. Yeah, and it was like this weird. I mean, it was like a heist book, but it yeah. was all like middle schoolers exactly. This off. And at the end, like the jerk guy that was working with him, like betrayed him. Right? Isn't that yeah. part of the end? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he's like, "Psych, man, I'm gonna take it for myself or something." It was like this big plot twist. You're like, "What the heck?" Yeah. Man. And the cover had like the the dog, the dog on it. Yeah. The dog. Yeah. That was such a good And the house was like shaped book. like a baseball diamond. Yeah. On the cover. Yeah. That was good. Oh man. That was a good book. Yeah. So I mean I can remember books like that, but I mean mediocre books. Those are yeah, those are examples of extraordinary books, I think. I think so. I don't remember the name of this one either. And these are kind of more like kiddish books. So I guess you can only expect so much. But it it was like it was illustrated, but the character was like almost like a tiny mop rabbit. A what? Like a like he was like almost the size of a rabbit, but he was like furry like a mop. And and that's all I can remember. I don't even know why I brought it up. I can't yeah, even I have, think of anything I have further. No recollection of those that. were fairly mediocre though. We probably just have to settle on dictionary though. That, that's what I'm saying because like mean, dictionary it also for looking at. The book that is undoubtedly in almost every house. Yeah. In almost you know, every building in the world. Yeah. Right? In, in the country, at least, that speaks English. Probably, yeah. probably a dictionary somewhere. There probably is a dictionary somewhere. That is true. I mean, it's even gone on most of our phones. We have dictionaries on our phones. That's you know? true. Which, technically, you could argue isn't a book anymore, but, like, kind of, yeah. So, it's, like, pretty it's, ordinary. It's, it's one of the books that has made the, the jump to be in a website. Oh, yeah. Totally. Dictionary.com. Yeah. Name another book that's become a website. Swindle.com? I don't think no, so. The Bible. Oh, that, that's fair. <laughs> wow. The Bible, uh, the dictionary, and, and Harry Potter are the, the three website books. There's an entire website that's just the books of Harry Potter? Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, you have to pay for them, but wow. it's a website. Wow. We're kind of getting off topic here now, but um, you know what books are not uh, ordinary? Lord of the Rings. I don't know mm. if I told you this, but uh, after we watched through all the Lord of the Rings yeah. a couple weeks ago, I decided to buy The Hobbit, oh, like nice. the book. Yeah, uh, and I finished it like two days ago. And it was great. Oh, really? So I went ahead. Had you, had you read it before? No, no, I'd never read really? it before. It was okay. great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then after I'd finished that two days ago, I went back on Amazon and I got all three Lord of the Rings books and I ordered them. Are they coming in? Yeah. The actually, it, it's weird. I didn't buy, like, a set. Like, I bought them, like, each individually. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, books two and three came in today, but then book <laughs> You're one... You're waiting for Yeah, books. so I'm waiting for book one. I think one. If, if you have Prime, I think book one is free on, like, on Kindle. So, you can uh, get... Kind of more of a... On your phone. More of a paper guy myself. Actually, what I'm doing, fun fact, pro tips over here, life hacks, is that at the end of my edition of The Hobbit, they have the whole first chapter of Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, really? Kind of like as a teaser, like, hey, if you like The Hobbit, you should read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Check this out. So yeah, I'm actually yeah. already reading the first chapter. So nice. Life hacks. So, I mean, that's 
uh, a pretty uh, pretty good book series. Not ordinary. It was good. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, so. I read, I think all of them, like including The Hobbit yeah. in, in middle school, mm. which was, I think, probably a little too early for me to read. Maybe Lord so. Of the Rings, uh, because I was not in the in a place as a reader where I wanted to delve into the history of the world. It is true. It was more I wanted to figure out what happened in the plot and. They're they're a little slow to get started, especially Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, the Fellowship of the Ring takes takes a little bit to get going, but uh, we'll uh, get there. Yeah, looking back at it now, I, I would like to re to reread it um, to try and gain some new appreciation of that. Yeah, um, yeah, because I, I do definitely love the the movies, and I I, I remember I, I enjoyed the books when I read them, um, mm-hmm. but it was a lot to to get through as a sixth grader, however old I was when I read those. Mm. My my dad did the thing where he was like, in order for you to watch Lord of the Rings, you uh, have to read the book first. Of course. And me being a 12-year-old, I was like, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. Uh, I guess I've got to read the book. Dang. And I was not ready. It, but you went for it, apparently. I went for it, and I, I did complete it. Mm. So um, That's good on you. I think this is probably a good segue to another uh, ordinary question. Um, what would be like the most ordinary, just like character, like whether that be in a book mm. or a movie or a TV show, like what's the most ordinary character there is? So if we're, if we're talking about ordinary as in this happens a lot, or it's just the most common, mm. like formulaic character. It's so like archetypes. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if we look at. I mean, a, a lot, a lot of because this is this character is so ordinary. A lot of characters fit the type. Yeah. So it's almost like the the ordinary character mm. is just like the same main character of almost every mm. every big movie. Yeah. Uh, but you could look at the the Luke the Luke Skywalker formula. Yeah. And fit a lot of things into that. Uh, even like Harry Potter fits into that formula as well. Yeah. You know, I would argue that it's the um like comedic relief best friend mm. i feel like that would be that'd be it like if you look at like most tv shows most movies like even if it's not like comedic relief in like the truest sense like if it's not like as like funny of a of a show Definitely or something there's still like he's still there for at least like you know like occasional goofy moments or something you know yeah so we've got who are the the classics here we got we got sam from yeah. Lord of the Rings. We've yeah. got uh, Ron from Harry Potter. Yeah. Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. It's very true. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> Sheen from Jimmy Neutron. Over <laughs> <laughs> uh, on cartoons, we got Blue from Foster's Song for Imaginary Friends. Blue, exactly. Um, uh, what else? We have. Uh, Do you ever watch My Gym Partner's Monkey? No. Well, great show. The monkey in that same character. Classic. Yeah. Um. What else? I would argue in uh, Fairly Odd Parents that Cosmo would be that character. Really, he would yeah. argue that he's the comedic best friend. I mean, really, at some point, like it kind of—it's not always a best friend, but like it's definitely like you have the main character, and then like the goofy side character, the goofy almost like sidekick might be a better word. Like it's the character that's not the main character, but like. After you think about the main character, you think about this character next. And it's usually the goofy guy that's, like, the sidekick always, like, just yeah. kind of there. 
Well, I feel like it's almost always a, a trio. There's there's three. Yeah. Maybe not SpongeBob. SpongeBob we can't include anymore. But well, if you look at Harry Potter, you've got mm-hmm. Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Star Wars, you've got Luke, Han, and Leia. Oh, I see. Uh, Jimmy Neutron, you've got Jimmy, Sheen, and, and Carl. I would I would argue in uh in SpongeBob, it may not always be the same trio, but you could have like SpongeBob, Patrick, Sandy, or like this SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward. Squidward. No, yeah, Squidward I think yeah. fits it more because usually yeah. the, the the other one is mm. the more serious. Right. You've got you've got the goofy one. Yeah. And you've got the serious one, and then you've got the main character who's an actual person. Yeah. Honestly, that's that's kind of just like the classic trope right there. Yeah. Honestly, the most ordinary characters. For real though. Yeah, let's 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 get some more uh, stories with more than one character that has a fully rounded personality and isn't just goofy yeah. or, or serious. Yeah, you know, I I think about uh, I think about Frozen for some reason that I feel like mm. they have like two goofy characters, kind of like you have Olaf, who's like the He's goofy the character goofy guy, but then you also got the reindeer. You also have the reindeer. Right. Which, like, he isn't, like, as much in the scene, but, like, he still, like, kind of fills that role to a degree, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think about that. Like, you kind of, like, start, like, seeing, like, variations on the idea. Which is why, in Frozen, there are very few scenes with both Olaf and Sven the Reindeer together. Mm. Because I think Disney realizes that they they serve the same purpose in the story. (laughs) And they have to... Be efficient. <laughs> they're like, hey, we kind of just made the same character twice. Yeah. They're like, oh, dang it, you're right. I guess I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Frozen Two, we gotta, we gotta stick Olaf with with Anna. He can't yeah. be with the reindeer anymore. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow. I, yeah, I just took a sip of the most ordinary beverage there probably is water. Water. Yeah. Would you say that water is more ordinary than Lacroix? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Because LaCroix is, like, a variation on water. It's true. Yeah. Like, I think if you're looking at both instances of the word, like, just average, nothing special, and frequency, you have to go with water. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I I mean, I personally would put LaCroix as worse than water. So, there, it does exactly. have that effect. Exactly. People either like it or don't like it. Exactly. Water is just... It's bland. just there. Some people yeah. hate water, though. Like, some people are just like, I do not like drinking water. Do you, do you know somebody that doesn't like water? Yeah. Not like they hate to be hydrated, but like they think water is just like really bland. And so they just like don't like drinking water. Like they've become so accustomed to like drinking flavored beverages that when it comes to water, they're like, Ugh. gotcha. Yeah. It's like that kind of a deal. Definitely exist. Yeah. Getting, getting too drunk on extraordinary beverages that the ordinary just doesn't do it anymore. Exactly. Sometimes the way you got to go is you just have to like keep up with the ordinary and then before you know it, boom extraordinary comes and and it's great otherwise you keep going with the extraordinary ordinary comes uh as inevitably will and you're not ready it's bad yeah you've you turned the extraordinary into the ordinary for you Mm. which Mm. means that you can't go back down you have to keep going higher and eventually you reach a ceiling you can't go any higher this is true this is how addiction works i was about to say this sounds exactly like addiction (laughs) uh which I feel like typically those people who would say that they don't like drinking water. I mean, we're using addiction very loosely here, but like, or those people that like I've habitually like addicted to like soft drinks. Yeah. yeah like they just so habitually that. drink soft drinks. And so therefore, you know, they're like, oh, water. What the? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're probably not going to get withdrawal when they get off of the soda. Probably not. Probably they not. Definitely. They've at least formed an attachment. They have formed an attachment. This is true. This is very true. Hmm. Wow, we've really gone into a weird path with that. We we really did. We uh we turned ordinary into addiction somehow. So that was that was interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting to see how the word morphs as we go along it the topic. Is. You know what's not ordinary is actually uh, the room that we're in right now. Oh we're yeah, actually, we have changed. We're recording in a different room, new studio. Hopefully, one that is more insulated so that it's not as echoey. Yeah, hopefully. I, well, I'm curious to see what this sounds like when we actually uh, yeah. get it uh, done. So, but honestly, this this room alone, though by itself, uh, isn't ordinary. There's a dartboard in here. There's a refrigerator. Um, there's a desk. Yeah, what what you don't know is that we've actually been playing darts the entire time we've been speaking. So. <laughs> and you just can't hear it. Yeah, can't be picked making up. making zero noise. We are dart ninjas. We throw darts with uh, a very swift hand mm. and a very silent thud against the board. <laughs> a silent thud? Yes, that's an oxymoron, right? Uh, probably so, yeah. Wow. What, what else is there to say about Ordinary, Andrew? What is the most ordinary dinosaur? <laughs> dinosaurs as a whole are pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Let's see. But of the dinosaurs that exist, what is the most boring dinosaur? Well, since I do not know dinosaurs off the top of my head, I'm going to use Google right here. Oh, wow. Believe it or not, the first thing that popped up was... Like actual scientific research, they had scientific research as to what's the most <laughs> as to what the most common dinosaur is. Oh, okay, which they say is the Triceratops. It was the most common dinosaur, so it was the squirrel of its time, basically uh, by a forty percent. Forty percent of what? I don't know, but forty percent on really? this pie chart says Triceratops, which is the biggest percent. So wow, yeah. So that's. Very interesting. Is that is that based off of the population size that was projected, or the amount of fossils that we found? Uh, great question. That is something I am not privy to. Mm. So okay. Um, I feel like Triceratops does stick out a little bit though, because it's got the horns. Yeah, uh, it does look cool. Uh, there, there's multiple people that have it as their favorite dinosaur. Yeah. We might have to change this to most boring dinosaur. Of course, they say off the top is a protoceratops. Protoceratops. So this is the the previous version of the of the the triceratops. So this is before triceratops. This is the the prequel to the to the triceratops. Exactly. One of the most boring dinosaurs. So yeah, just just by his, his picture, he looks like a triceratops that doesn't have any horns. So. Right. But I would argue that something like this. Which one is We're looking this? at an iguanodon right now. Iguanodon. That looks pretty darn generic. That basically looks like a lizard standing on two legs. Yeah, it really does. This also looks like it's uh, not, a, not a scientific image. <laughs> it's definitely uh, some sort of <laughs> uh, artist, artist rendering. Yeah. That looks pretty. A uh, Allosaurus. Oh, yeah. Smaller T-Rex. Yeah, it looks kind of ordinary. But, I mean, if he's a smaller T-Rex, basically, that's not necessarily ordinary. There's also the the long neck ones, you know. What what dinosaur was the good dinosaur? <laughs> I don't know. He he is a very generic looking dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, 
I forget what his his name even was. I don't know. I feel like it has to be him. The the green long neck dinosaur. Wow. What's the most? We're just kind of like switching gears here, but like, what's the most ordinary Pixar movie? Is there even one? Because cars. Pixar cars, cars, really, just it's middle the of the road, generic movie Pixar's made. Really, I think so. Yeah. Well, I to be honest, I haven't seen Good Dinosaur, so I don't know. That's fair. But like, I haven't seen Good Dinosaur either. But at least I've heard people be like, "Wow, Good Dinosaur is bad," which isn't very typical for Pixar movies. Really. Yeah, usually people like love Pixar movies. So I've heard people like really just like trash on Good Dinosaur. I would say either Cars or Cars Three is the most ordinary Pixar movie. I I, I have to Cars admit. Two is too bad to be ordinary. Mm. Like it, it stands out because of its lack of quality. Yeah, Cars One and Three I think are just more middle of the road. This is a pretty standard coming-of-age story slash sports mm. redemption story. Honestly. It's, it's very similar to, I think, a Mike Lupica, Lupica novel. Uh, Honestly, like, the more you say that, and the more I think about just, like, times that I've watched Cars, like, it's really... Kind of, it's, it's got the funny uh, sidekick character. Yeah. It has the serious character. Yep. <laughs> it has the middle guy that's kind of a normal dude. Yep. Car. A normal car, yeah. Yeah, but, like, honestly, like, yeah, there's really nothing riveting about that movie when you really think about it. Like, it really just follows, like, a very predictable, just normal pathway. Yeah. That, or maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe A Bug's Life. Ooh, Bug's Life. Ah! Yeah. I guess Bug's, Bug's Life, though, I do find, but also Cars is kind of creative in, like, the, the setting of the cars living in, like, right. their, their own car world. Right. And the bugs living in their own bug world. What about this? Isn't Pixar anymore? But if we're just talking movies, what about what about the B movie? Oh, the B movie is on a different level. That's, really, that's not ordinary. No. It's not ordinary. No, you know, the movie is so weird. Yeah, I guess you're right. The B movie is is so different. The thing that gets me about that movie is that it seems to be on such a clear trajectory with its plot, and then like it just completely shifts <laughs> gears to like a court trial. And like stopping a plane. Exactly. This is it's just like, like how did we so get not, here? It's so not ordinary. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. It's so out of the blue. Just yeah. Weird. Can I tell you probably the most ordinary Pixar short? Like how they usually play the shorts yeah, before one? the movie. I think the one where the old guy is playing chess with himself. It's probably the, the most, most ordinary. I think it's the most ordinary Pixar short. I think they've they've had some more recent ones that are more ordinary. Really? Yeah. There's one where like mm-hmm. the little bird that goes out in the water. Mm. oh yeah i don't know if that's ordinary that one's pretty good i watched that one i got a little emotional I'm not gonna lie yeah but isn't that more ordinary the the old man chess one is also pretty weird because he's playing against himself yeah but all he's doing is playing chess against himself that's kind of just but he's like making I guess such, it's not a, ordinary, such a but... scene out of such a boring game yeah but i mean i mean it's not ordinary that he's playing chess with himself no when you think about a majority of that short, you're really just seeing two old men playing chess for like four or five minutes. So like as a whole, just what it is, it's kind of just ordinary, mm. you know. But does it? It doesn't. It doesn't follow the same structure of an actual short story. Yeah, which is where I would argue it's not as ordinary of a short. <sighs> 
This is true. This is true. I don't know. But it, it is maybe if we're looking at a different definition of ordinary. Mm-hmm. Just a, like one of the first one that comes to mind when I think of it, thinking of the Pixar short. Yeah. That is true. I feel like that's a classic one. That was before A Bug's Life, wasn't it? I think so. Was it? For some reason, I remember it, it in association with Bug's Life. Whoa. Wouldn't that be crazy if the most ordinary Pixar short preceded the most, the ordinary, most ordinary Pixar, Pixar movie, movie Bugs if Bug's Life was the most ordinary one? Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be pretty crazy. Wow. Dang. Yeah, Pixar, you know, powerhouse just sending them out. You know, have you ever gone back and watched the original Toy Story? Yeah. Oh, we have. We, we, we did it together. We, we've done yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this year. Well, what always strikes me whenever I watch it again is like how bad it looks. Oh, yeah. It looks, like, it looks really bad. Again, like for its time, it looks great. But like whenever you just, I think Toy Story 2 and 3 and then subsequently 4 really spoiled us. Because like those Toy Stories, I mean, 2 is kind of on the fence, but... Like those two stories, like really had like much more impressed like like animation and like there's like reflections and stuff. And you're like, this is amazing. Like Toy Story four, Woody's like hiding like in a closet and you, like see the dust like on the door. And it's like this is amazing. Yeah. Then you go to Toy Story one, and it's like, well, there's also about twenty years of technical advancement. Exactly, Toy Story one and Toy Story. But 4. That, that's what I'm getting at. I think that like we've we've maybe like watched two through four a little bit more that we've become so used to that animation style that we just in our mind remember one also being like that but it really wasn't no i mean it was the first cg movie that ever made any money really so yeah uh, it kind of started the whole thing off and before the toy story it was just like bad short films Mm. uh, that, that looked really awful so yeah yeah, for them to even manage the level of success that they got, it was pretty impressive. That was um, pretty good. Especially since it was, I mean, the 90s when the computers were just awful. I can't imagine yeah. how painstakingly long that would have taken to render that movie. It was probably definitely a, a labor of love, Yeah, I would have to imagine. Because yeah. even right now, if I were to try and animate a scene from the original Toy Story on my laptop... Yeah, uh, which isn't a great laptop, but probably about the same, at, at least at, at least better than the '90s computer processing power. Yeah. That would take days for me to render a scene. Honestly, yeah, no, it probably took a while. I would almost say, actually, again, semantics here. Depending on how we're using ordinary, Toy Story might be the most ordinary Pixar movie. They kind of set the formula. Yeah, yeah, like the the basic plot line is like fairly ordinary enough. Not necessarily anything too dramatic that we haven't seen. And, like, whenever you think about Pixar, again, they've made a lot of great movies. But I feel like if you think about just, like, their most successful one and, therefore, the one that people have probably seen the most, probably Toy Story. That's true. It has probably garnered the most success for them. Although, Finding Nemo, I've seen Finding Nemo a lot of times. Like, at this point, it's become ordinary. Like when I watch it, there's nothing exciting about Nemo to me. Just because you've seen it, yeah. So like much. I don't know if this happened to you, but like one of the movies for some reason throughout all of my schooling, like elementary, middle, and high school, whenever in class we were just like watching a movie just for whatever reason, like 
there's a good chance it was gonna be Finding Nemo. Really? I watched the first half of Finding Nemo so much throughout all my years of school that there were times whenever I would watch Finding Nemo outside of that context and therefore like watch it all the way through that I would forget even how the second half went. Really? Because in a class, you only have so much time. So we only got through the first half. So I knew the first half like almost by heart. But then the second half, I was like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Like literally, like I've seen Nemo so many times that honestly, for me, that's probably the most ordinary Pixar movie. Wow. I, I think I, I've just decided for myself right here. That's it. In school, we didn't have, uh, I think, as crazy of a, of a viewing schedule of, of any sp- particular movie. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that I've seen Toy Story 3 maybe five times total. Yeah. Ever. The first two times that I saw Toy Story 3 was in my Spanish 3 class in Spanish. <laughs> So the, the first few times that I watched Toy Story 3 was in Spanish <laughs> with Spanish subtitles for us to help, like to help us learn conversational Spanish sure. through Toy Story 3. Sure. Did it work? No, I, I don't know. Did? I, 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 the, only, the only word I do remember from that uh-huh. is basura, which is trash. Basura. Because they, they throw all the toys in the trash at uh, the end. And they're like, basura. Yeah. yeah. So... Did the part where Buzz turned Spanish even make sense to you, or did I just completely fly by? Uh, I mean, I, I could understand, and I I'd seen the commercials, so uh, I knew what it was. Okay, uh, and it's also like, I mean, it's, it's not just that he's speaking Spanish; like his actions are very yeah, that's fair, yeah, uh, stereotypical Spanish. So, people watching that in Spanish-speaking countries, the joke for them isn't necessarily then, oh, he speaks Spanish now, but that he's like flamboyant. Yes, but also I. I've done some research on this because this was just interesting to yeah. me because of the situation where I had first seen this movie. Yeah. But apparently when when they shipped it out to the Spanish-speaking countries, mm-hmm. they recorded a bunch of different versions of the bus in Spanish mode. Yeah. And they would choose different dialects from like different parts of the world that speak Spanish. Huh. So maybe the, the people in Mexico would see him speaking in a more like European Spanish dialect. Okay. Uh, than, than the Mexican Spanish dialects. Interesting. So he's still like switching modes, but yeah. it's uh, more a regional thing than an actual different language. So like the equivalent of like he started speaking in a country accent or something. Yeah, it's like if if us <laughs> in Ohio, yeah, like he just switched into to Texas buzz. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Huh. That's not ordinary. No, it is very <laughs> <laughs> not ordinary. <laughs> oh man did they did they have like the in your in your school the the tv cart oh totally that had like the the boxiest possible mm-hmm. tv no strap on down onto uh, <laughs> yep. onto the cart as if the tv wasn't heavy enough <laughs> that it would never fall off of the cart exactly yeah it was always strapped on and then you always you always knew that it was about to go down because you'd see it there in your uh in your classroom you're like dang yeah. we're about you'd to watch walk a movie into class and you're like Yes, yeah this is it i'm taking a nap except you know what it wasn't always exciting for me because i knew that you know there's like a 30 percent chance it was gonna be finding nemo again <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i remember there were times where i would walk into the class i would see the tv cart we would all get excited mm-hmm. and then the teacher would wheel it out of the room and say oh that was for the last class no oh that did happen to me too yeah and it was always a letdown. <sighs> that's cheap 
we had the promise of a movie right in front of us. I know. Uh, it was taken away. They should know. They should know. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There, I remember there was one time I, I went to private Catholic uh, middle school. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade, we won some sort of contest mm-hmm. for the school. Like it was a fundraiser contest or something. We, we our class won. So we got a, to have a movie day in class. Mm-hmm. And the movie that we picked to watch was the movie Robots, which was that animated movie oh, yeah. <laughs> from DreamWorks uh, that came out a while ago. Yeah. It's not great. But that was the movie that we wanted to watch uh, for some reason because we also couldn't pick PG-13 movies because yeah. we were 12 and we couldn't handle PG-13 according to the school. Yeah. Not only did they think that we could not handle pg-13 movies uh-huh. but because robots was pg and not just g yeah we had to get permission slips <laughs> signed from our parents yeah so that we could watch a pg oh, yeah. rated movie in sixth grade oh yeah no that's totally a thing that happened at my school too yeah and the movie was robots <laughs> yes can we watch robots yeah yeah I remember one of yeah. one of my one of my friends brought the permission slip home to his mom, uh, and she thought that it was like a typo, because she was like, "No way are they asking me permission to let my kids see <laughs> my sixth grader see robots." So she she thought they meant I robot, oh. and she wrote in the lowercase i in front of robots no. on the permission slip. Yeah, did she check yes or no? She said yes. Oh, okay. But she was like, why? <laughs> but she corrected happen? it for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's I robot though, not I robot. That's true, yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. You know, robots it's so strange because that's like one of those movies that like really should just fall into obscurity. Just like, oh yeah, I remember robot. Oh, kind of, yeah. But like instead, it's kind of become this thing where it's like robots and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, so not only have we not forgotten it, yeah, but it's really become tarnished in our exactly. memory as well. Exactly, which, like, it's not necessarily, like, terrible. So, like, I don't know why it has, like, that reputation. Like, it really should have just, like, been one of those movies where it's just, like, Nobody you kind of forget about it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, Robots was the thing. But, like, it's, it's stuck in our memory somehow. It was, like, just bad enough. It was, I think they promoted it a lot. I remember them having Robots there was, toys. Oh, so much promotion. I think that's why. Because I don't even remember the movie itself. I just remember, like, it wasn't, like, fantastic and that they promoted it a lot. So, like, I remember the robots. Me as a kid, I was so influenced by TV commercials as far as movies. Oh, yeah. I remember every single movie commercial was about robots. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mom, we have to go see robots in the theater Mm -hmm. because Kids WB is playing the trailer (laughs) nonstop in in between Ninja Turtles. Uh, So, obviously, I'm going to like it. Right. Uh, so we have to go see it. Our family saw that in the in the movie theater. Yeah, I'm sure it was a fine experience for however old I ate or whatever how old I was. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was not not good enough to cement a, a good legacy. I don't think. I remember that there were there were a lot of weird, kind of adult humor esque jokes as there was. well. Yeah, that I couldn't fully wrap my head around, but I understood what they were and that they were lowbrow and not smart yeah yeah i feel like that's what i think that's why we have this like reaction to it yeah i think it is obscure to where we kind of forget about it because nobody just thinks about robots 
But those moments stuck in our brain enough to where when you mention it, we're like, Ugh, yeah, robots. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's probably what it was. Yeah, there's there's a particular mm. one of the opening scenes, they are building like the 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 mom and dad of the main character are building their son because they're robots and they have to like it's fair build him like ikea furniture uh, which is i guess fine kind of funny sure but they're they're building the kid and then at one point this the, the dad holds up this little knob looking part and is like should, should we put this on <laughs> and the mom is like well you wanted him to be a boy right uh and that was like the first that was the opening joke of the movie why and that just set the tone from there oh yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah and that's that stuck with me apparently <laughs> for the next however many years 14 years however long it's been oh no yeah dang that's that's something all right yep dang building children like ikea furniture that's that's interesting. I mean, I guess if, if it's a universe of robots, that's that's kind of how you have to do it. Yep. Dang. Yeah, it really brings into question what the... Just holds... Like, why why do they marry each other? Like, what what are the, the systems here? Yeah. Yeah, well, how, how did this even begin then? You know? Like, like who created the first robot? Who made the robot? first robot? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody had to create... Like, a robot can't just create itself. Is there is there a god in the robots universe? <laughs> that they hit me there they're calling it I into mean, question just off of the first metaphysically scene. there has to be right you know well like, yeah you would assume so like there's some be. sort of right first mover has to exactly exist. but is it a robot god i don't know like is it separate from uh, is, is this just like an thing? alternate universe where they're imagining god created robots instead of humans yeah and then instead of the ability to procreate gave them the ability to create to more create robots other robots um with parts I, you know, I think about this more often than I should in, like, movies and TV shows. Yeah. Like, whenever it's an abstract concept like that, I'm like, how does God play into this? Yeah. Like, you know? Like, cars I mean, even. <laughs> like, who made the first cars? Well, that one's even weirder. Exactly. <laughs> but even if they're if they're making him a male robot, what does that even mean Yeah. for robots? If they, if they don't procreate in the regular reproductive way. Exactly. It's the, literally the gender nothing. doesn't actually exist. No. Sex doesn't exist in this world. No. Yeah. So what right. is it? What does that even mean? <sighs> this is crazy. And I, I remember there were like also scenes where the goofy sidekick was like interested in flirting with lady robots. Yeah. And I, I still, I don't know what for the, the sake incentive of love? is. I don't that. know. I mean, just love in general, huh? Ro- well, I mean, robots technically can't even feel emotions. Yeah. Well, They're I guess literally... maybe they, they can in this universe, but even if they can feel those emotions, why why would romantic love play into it if if the reproductive aspect I get what you're has saying. never existed for them? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Dang. I don't know. This is a really existential question that we need answers for. Oh, we so, do. DreamWorks, we are going to be knocking on your door in a little bit. Uh, oh, Totally to demand satisfaction on this we need answers i need a fully fleshed out robots lore and backstory exactly i need you to write a tolkien-esque book <laughs> we need a prequel to <laughs> robots Nothing called i robots 
<laughs> iRobots, plural. Yeah. Not to be confused with iRobot, but iRobot. But, but Will Smith does voice a character. Of course, he has to. Did Was Will Smith in Robots, actually? Did he voice a character? I don't think so. I feel like he would be in that movie. I don't know. You I mean he was definitely an iRobot. I'm just going to look it up really quickly. <laughs> was Will Smith in Robots? Robots no, I think cast. Robin Williams was in Robots. Was right? he? I think so. He was indeed in Robots. Yeah, Robin Williams. Uh, so was Holly Berry and Amanda Bynes and Drew Carey. Drew Carey? Yeah. But uh, not, not Will Smith, Smith actually. He was the main guy. Uh, assuming that they're listing the main guy first, it was... What? The, what? Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan! Ewan <laughs> McGregor. What? <laughs> was it really? Is that the, was the main guy Rodney Cooper? Why does it say Rodney Cooper? That's a real person, huh? What the? Is. Hold on. We're figuring this out. Hold up. Is he the main guy in Robots? There's another guy named Fender, and I feel like he's the main guy. Robots. I think, I think Fender was Robin Williams, right? And that was like the sidekick guy. Oh, it's Rodney Copper. Not. Oh, Rodney Copperbottom. Oh, yeah, that was the main guy. Oh, that's yeah, totally yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was the main voiced character the main guy. Do you think he got that job based off of the prequels? Like, the the, the head of DreamWorks saw Attack of the Clones <laughs> and was like, that's our robot. It's like, that's him right there. That's Rodney. Would you believe that I was able to find this out because there exists a robot's wiki? <laughs> what? An entire wiki dedicated to the movie Robots. Oh, yeah, the blue guy. He is indeed a male. He is the protagonist. His main job is an inventor. His status is alive. It interests me that they put the status yeah. if they're alive or not. Because I don't remember Are if they... anyone died in robots. Oh, I'm sure the evil guy probably died. Maybe. Well, he got disassembled or something. Because do they... I mean, they are robots. Do they die? Ten- and technically, they're not even alive. Yeah. Here's the evil guy, Phineas T. Ratchet. Oh, that's right. He was, like, super slick. Yeah. Yeah. Slick he, had, he had a tie for some reason. He's also alive. Just He's alive. saying that. Wasn't there, like... Oh. So he was like the evil master. He was like the the head of the government, but there was also the the yeah, whatever her name is. Madam Gasket. Yeah. She indeed died. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, she ran like the the smelting place. Yeah. I guess that that's really the only way for the robots to die is to be burned in the I guess so. She's super creepy though. Dang. Yeah, she definitely looks more evil. Yeah, I don't like that. Interesting. <laughs> robots wiki. Wow, we can get so much information. That's that's interesting. Came out in 2005. 2005. 15 years. And that was the same year Revenge of the Sith came out, so this was a big year for you and <laughs> This was a super big year. He was... He was <laughs> in the same year that he defeated Anakin in one-on-one combat. Yeah. He also defeated Madame Casket uh-huh. in, the, in the junkyard. Wow. Yo, they have so many wikis for so many things, like Polar Express, 101 Dalmatians. It's a Polar Express wiki. Totally. Monsters, Inc. Uh, Is there a Cars wiki? Did they explain how the Cars exist? They do have a Cars wiki. It's right here. Yeah. Mm. It has 4,000 pages on it. So where, where's the brain of, of the car? Where's, where's Lightning McQueen's You're asking questions. nervous system? You're asking questions I don't know yet. All I know is that apparently wikis for movies are very ordinary things. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, if, if robots can get one, then yeah, just about anything. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't think they go that far deep. 
I don't think I'm gonna be able to find that. They don't go that. I don't, but I don't uh, think Pixar has the answer for that. I don't think they do either. No, How they have a lot of explaining to do though. Function. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Dang. But also, like they have wheels and tires that are replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. Like our so arms what, aren't replaceable. Yeah. So what part of him is actually him, and what parts just like his clothes or his shoes? Apparently, tires are like shoes. Tires are like shoes. Because the little Italian car was all about selling shoes. Yeah. Or tires. Tires. Yeah. <laughs> but is like his is like the hood, his shirt. His, his shirt is, is the the trunk, his pants. <laughs> 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 These are important <laughs> questions that we need to know about the Cars universe. That's a great question. Like, since we're on this, all right, I wasn't going to go into it because I felt like we were hammering on this too long. But since we're since we're so <laughs> we're, deep into this deep. right now, since we're so deep into this right now, something that's always <laughs> fascinated me, and I've had multiple discussions about this, is the Toy Story universe Ooh. and about, like, the implications of how that works, right? About... Like, how they are, like, alive and stuff like that. So, like, first of all, just how they have life to begin with. But not even that, right? Think about this. In the first Toy Story, we, we noticed how whenever the toys saw Andy, they acted like toys. If they mm-hmm. ever saw a human, they acted like toys. Who didn't think he was a toy? Buzz Lightyear. But what did he do every time he saw a human? Pretended he was a toy. Pretended to be a toy. So, that warrants the question... Do all toys naturally turn into toy form when they see a human? Apparently they don't because he did that thing with Sid. Sid. Yeah. Exactly. So how did Buzz know to turn into a toy? Maybe he just, because he believed he was on a strange planet, Uh just abided by the customs of the locals because there were these dangerous, Mm. very large creatures Mm. that might hurt them if they don't just submit to their will and i have thought about that i feel like that's a pretty good theory um but then we also see things such as toy story 4 whenever they make forky forky was not animated did not have any sort of living essence to him before he had the googly eyes and the things and was deemed a toy exactly so like when does a toy actually gain life because forky became a toy was it once the kids said it was a toy? You know? Maybe. Or like... And then also, if you take all of his parts apart... Yeah. Does he just become a spork again? Exactly. And it's so strange. Interesting. Slash, like, when when Bonnie eventually outgrows Forky... Yeah. Doesn't care about him anymore. Yeah. Does he just die? Like, the other toys keep going because they're obviously still toys. Yeah, how do toys die? Didn't... Oh, no, never mind. The the penguin, Squeaker, or whoever? Well, he just had a bad squeak box, Yeah, he right? didn't die, did he? Yeah. How, wasn't there toys that died, though? Well, just, they got burned up in the furnace, right? Where do they go when they die? Like, do they have a <laughs> Do they have afterlife? a toy heaven? I don't know. Or do they just end? Also, not, not to go back on this point, which is <laughs> weird, but Woody is, like, flirting with Bo Peep. What is, what is, <laughs> the, what is the incentive there? <laughs> Yeah, because obviously, toys don't make other toys. They're made in a factory. Because we see, even in Al's toy barn, right, there was that long line of all the Woody, or all the buzzes. Yeah. 
that obviously were made in a toy factory. You know? Yeah, they, they don't reproduce. They definitely don't. It, I don't know. It's strange. Like, what, what, what gives them their, their, their that, you know, mm. their, their special sauce? I think these are the questions that we were not meant to ask. These are the questions about I need to know. movies and bad DreamWorks movies. Yeah. Because I think maybe the difference is if I asked somebody at DreamWorks mm-hmm. the answer to that question about robots, mm-hmm. they would not have a good answer for me. Pixar might BS and come up with something. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, Pixar would come up with something. Hmm. What about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about this one now. What about, like, Inside Out? Where it's, like, all the emotions, right? Mm. Where do they come from? I was going to say, like... I mean, this is very morbid now. But, like, when Riley eventually passes away... No, of old age. Yeah. They just die. I guess they do, because they're just emotions. Well, do you believe in the afterlife? Yeah. Believe that her soul is still living and feeling emotions. Whoa! Wow! They're probably, yeah. they're probably still around. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Dang! Yeah, I just completely forgot about they're, they're the still concept going. of an afterlife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like, but then it's nothing. Oh, come on, Parker! <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, yeah. Again, yeah. I just thought about that. One. I didn't really think that one through. So, yeah, I think they're they're safe. Yeah, they're good. So the emotions live on. Emotions live on. Yeah, you're right. The ants are screwed from Bug's life. They're they're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, they're just done for. Um, uh, what other inanimate objects so do we have that were given life? Um. Yeah, all the other things. ones are like real things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like the Incredibles are people. Yeah. Uh, Ratatouille is, you know, Remy's a rat. Remy is a rat. Yeah. Um, Brave is about a person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just about covered it. Wally. Wally? Well, he's just a robot. It's true. In a world of humans, so he's literally a robot. He's literally just a robot. Yeah. But what is his incentive for flirting with Eve? <laughs> <laughs> I love... Keep coming back to that question. <laughs> I love that question. That's. You're right. I mean, there's really... There's nothing. I mean, you can't feel emotions. Because, like, literally, like, unlike robots, robots was literally just, like, this is an entire world of robots. Like, so they're, we could, they're basically people, but they're robots. Exactly. So we could imagine they have emotions. But Wally, this is a world of humans. He's literally a robot made know, from humans. Yeah, he was created by people. So he definitely doesn't have emotions. By, just through parts. So how is... He would have to have been programmed to... I don't know, follow to attach himself to mm. robots of a feminine quality. True. Or maybe he's programmed to take in cultural things. Ah. Just kind of repeat those because he was watching the, the TV shows. Yeah. Oh, so like an AI almost. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just been gathering information. It's like, oh, this is what people do. Yeah. And so, so, so he was do. mimicking it. I bet so. Yeah. Honestly, that was kind of a sad part of that movie. Like, when he's just, like, watching, like, romantic love movies, (laughs) and he's all by himself in, like, a pile of trash. You're like, I know you're a robot, but I feel for you, man. You know? Yeah. Dang. Wally really the original quarantine. Oh, for real. Yeah. He knew how to to quarantine. 
Yeah. It's definitely social distancing. Oh, yeah. Millions of miles away from any other being. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, hey, that's that. Do you think that if the quarantine, for some reason, never ends, mm-hmm. do we do we become like the Wally people? Where we just kind of like sit on our butts all day and yeah. just kind of automate everything? Yes. No. no. I don't think so. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, only after five weeks, we've most of us come to a point where we're like, I just want this to be over. I just want to get out of here. Like, I think we just recognize intuitively that we just weren't made for this kind of living. Yeah. Like just for this kind of living. So maybe, maybe we can bring Pixar that conundrum saying, yeah, listen, Wally is unrealistic. Right. Human beings would never settle for that. We have a long list of complaints and questions that we need to bring to Pixar. I need Wally to be, Exactly like real life, okay? Exactly. I need everything to make sense. I need right. everything to follow with the earth that we live, we live in. I need logic here. Yes. I need straight logic. I want this to be hard sci-fi. Hard sci-fi. I want a live action Wally. <laughs> give dark, me... Give me dark a, and gritty Wally. Give me dark and gritty live action Wally. Instead okay. of saying Wally in like a cute robot voice, yeah. make him sound like Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm Wally. Yeah. You know, I, I want to go on record. You know, we, we're recording this right now. I'm going to say that sometime in the next 50 years that they will make a live action Wally. Well, yeah, after they get through all the Disney classics. Exactly. It's going to move on to so not anytime Pixar. Soon. Right. Not anytime soon because like Wally, in the grand scheme of things, came out fairly recently for them to make another like version. So, like, I'd say sometime in the next 50 years, give it, like, 30 years or so. It's, like, nostalgic. Give him 15. 15 years? Yeah, I mean, Lion King. 94. Oh. To 2019. Yeah, I guess 50 is kind of a broad range, huh? I'll take the over, then. I'll say I'll say over 20. Fi- over 15? Okay. Yeah, I'll say 20. Yeah. Can you imagine what's going to happen when they come to the live-action cars? <laughs> it's basically just Transformers, but they can't turn <laughs> into robots. Is, what is that going to... Like, what, what are the cars going to look like? What about live-action Toy Story? Ooh, uh. They've kind of already done that with uh, the Christopher Robin movie. I guess because they had true. like poo and stuff. Like they were and toys. Toy Story Four is like almost photo real anyway. Honestly, yeah. You have to make instead of animated people, it's just normal regular people. Yeah, you could totally do it. Yeah, Cars, Bugs Life would be strange. <laughs> Bugs Life Bad. couldn't happen. Don't, don't do that. Bugs one. Life could not happen. Like it would have to be like the <laughs> the like bad CGI kind of live action. As opposed yeah. to, like, the actual people live action. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, like Lion King 2019 yeah. level of photorealism, but it's ants. So it's just, like, <laughs> That's what I was thousands thinking of, of little ants that you yeah. can't tell them apart. That's what I was thinking they, of. They don't really talk in, in the ways that yeah. uh, real people do. And it's just, like, going through the tunnels. You meet, like, beetles along the way. Hopper is ten times more terrifying. Uh, yeah, Hopper... Was Hopper like bigger than the ants by much? I feel like I he remember was pretty the... big. Was he like much bigger? Maybe like... maybe not as big as a real grasshopper would be compared to an ant. I was about to say, but he was pretty big. So I feel like I'm imagining an ant right now and a grasshopper, and it's like huge. I feel like that yeah. wasn't the case in Bugs Life. Maybe he's like a small grasshopper because they they do definitely come in different sizes. Interesting. So maybe his breed of grasshopper was one of the little ones, mm. which means that. In the Bugs Life world, there was an even gianter <laughs> popper that exists. Yeah. Dang. 
Yeah, you probably Hopper probably had a boss that was a bigger grasshopper. Oof. That's in the sequel. Yeah. That's, Did they ever make a sequel action? No. Oh, that's in the sequel that they're gonna make. That's live action. Actual giant grasshopper. Actual giant grasshopper. He has a praying mantis boss. Oof. Which is like a skyscraper to the ants. Dang. Honestly though. Wow. The bug world is crazy. It's it's definitely crazy. It's yeah. something that for some reason, this was a conversation that I had with my family. Mm-hmm. We were driving home from something late at night, mm-hmm. and we were talking about... We, we know people that do beekeeping, and yeah. we were talking about bees. Maybe somebody was learning about it in school. But the way that the bees uh, elect their new queen after the queen dies mm-hmm. is insane. How do they do like, it? It's just insane. So bees have different castes, uh, which is like, yeah, just different uh, classes of bee. So it's like medieval bees. It's like a medieval yes. kingdom in every beehive forever. The queen bee is the largest and longest, oh, longest living, <laughs> <laughs> the largest and longest living type of bee. Yeah, she can survive for up to six years, which is insane that a bug lives for six years. I guess you're right, huh? The, so the queen bee is the only sexually developed female in the colony. And all that she does is just lay eggs all the time. <laughs> really? That's all she does is just lay constant eggs. Interesting. And then she also produces chemicals to influence the behavior of the other types of bees. So she, like, controls... Ev- like, it's a hive mind mentality. Yeah. So she controls, like, basically every single bee in the hive. Yeah. The worker bees, who are also all female... They go out uh, and get the food. So they get the pollen and the nectar and stuff. And they build the hive. And they keep the, the air clean in the hive. Uh, and they are sexually undeveloped. Because uh-huh. they, they, they don't lay eggs. Yeah. And if you see... They, these are the bees that you see outside of the hive. It's, these are all worker bees. They're all female. Male bees, called drone bees, uh-huh. are larger than the worker bees. But smaller than the queen bee. Compared to the queen bee and worker bees, the drone bee has an easy life. Its only tasks are to eat and to mate with the queen. <laughs> no way. That's all they do. What? That's the, their entire life. That's weird. But as soon as they mate with the queen, they die. Really? So th- their life is spent, basically their life is spent just eating. Yeah. And then when they're ready to mate, they mate, and then and that's it. Wow. Their purpose has been fulfilled. That's insane. And they die. And then uh, before the winter comes, the the carcasses are ejected from the hive by the worker bees. What? Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. A bee becomes a queen bee. All right, here we go. Yeah. A bee becomes a queen bee thanks to the efforts of the existing worker bees in the hive. Yeah. A young larva, which is the the newly hatched baby bees. Yeah. uh, One of these will be picked out and is fed special food called royal jelly by the worker bees. (laughs) No way. Now, the royal jelly... Is richer than the food given to the worker larvae because it is necessary for the larva to develop into a fertile bee. The lar- this larva is enclosed with a, with a cell inside the hive where it makes uh, where where it develops into the, into a queen. So apparently, it's like decided. So, it's like anointed from birth to exactly. become the next queen. They and they protect this egg and like feed a special food. And they defend it with their lives. I, I can't. Is, craziness i can't get over royal jelly 
Yeah. And they just have, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. a store of, like, fertilizing queen bee-making jelly that they yes. just, like, save on the side until they want to name a larvae a queen. Yeah. That's so bizarre. See, so when, when the queen bee dies, the worker bees <laughs> need to find a new queen. If the old queen bee is still alive, uh, so basically, like, if, if the queen bee's uh, productivity stops, yeah, like, she's not laying eggs anymore, but she's still alive, the worker bees sometimes kill her, or Anarchy. they just let her chill with the, with the new queen until she dies naturally. Really? So, like, Queen Emeritus. It's just, yeah, kind of up to whatever they want, up to whatever the worker bees want. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a little checks and balances here. There's some there democracy. Are. And I remember when we had this conversation in the car. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect, weird, like, fantasy movie material. Oh, yeah. Because when it comes time for the, the new queen, like, the queen's about to die, mm-hmm. the bees know that this, like, spoiled baby is going to become the new queen. But maybe, yeah. the, maybe, maybe the bees are not happy with the current leadership they don't want they don't want to see the line of succession continue right so maybe they they fake somebody else and like put them in to yeah. usurp the 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 monarchy yeah like that would be a pretty interesting story i think and we could do it in a in an animated oh yeah bugs life-esque fashion b movie too the b movie too <laughs> yes except this time not about court Exactly. And not about the fact that humans steal their honey exactly exactly <laughs> with the super I'm- weird like like southern lawyer <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind when we started talking about royal jelly was like what if a group of the bees was like yo we're tired of this and they just broke into the royal jelly and they just like all ate it and like and maybe yeah, it's too late all, for them they all developed into queens exactly and then they just like have like a queen battle to try and decide oh. who's gonna be the queen you yeah. know yeah, yeah yeah like or like if they all teamed up and they got all the royal jelly. They they shared it amongst themselves. Yeah. They all developed into queen bees. Yeah. And they just created this coalition. Whoa. And they, they knocked out the other queen. Yeah. And it was like, guess what? We're not doing a monarchy anymore. We're doing a different form of government. A bee council. Yeah. We are, we are the, the Jedi council of the bee world. One of, one of us is Yoda. One of us is Mesa Windu. One of us is Obi-Wan. One of us is Kate Fisto. They just paint their stingers the color of their lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I, uh, could you imagine looking into a hive and like it's just like this like conference room looking thing with just like queen bees sitting all around and they're just like debating, you know, like what to do with the hive. That's, this or is wild. They could break into the royal jelly and distribute it amongst the masses. Whoa. Everybody is a queen. Not the males, and though, when, huh? Well, no, the drones, they still keep for themselves because they know that they, they have the use. Interesting. Uh, so they're, they're, they're not totally selfless. Mm. They're, what they're doing the... it for selfish reasons. But once you have created everybody a queen, nobody's a queen, to quote The Incredibles. This is very true. What if the drones step up? What if they create their own jelly yeah, and become like, king bees? We're, we're tired of dying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after our purpose is fulfilled. We want to live for more than just mating. <laughs> so they, they, they make king jelly where they become king bees. Yeah, they're like... And, you know, they live longer. And then maybe they also get to get some pollen and honey and stuff. Like, uh, enough of the matriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Down with the matriarchy in the bee world. Exactly. Let's install a patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. I never knew that bees were so... 
again to circle circle back to our word unordinary yeah, like that's is, just crazy this is why the b movie is such a missed opportunity it is they, you had this incredible oh, man. detailed world that exists in real life and nature and instead you turned it into a platform for jerry seinfeld to say you like jazz <laughs> i will forever like like just just campaign for this that there needs to be a movie about bees and about people breaking into the royal jelly and like trying to usurp the monarchy and like the whole drama that that unfolds like this needs to happen we're missing out dang yeah start developing those scripts hollywood yeah we want to see it oh man you've got you got two tickets sold right here oh right here i'll buy more than two I'll, I'll go twice. Tell me a time and a place, and I'll buy all the tickets. I'll sell it out myself. I'll go twice, and I'll even buy it on Blu-ray. Mm. I'll even buy it 4K. Oh, 4K. Yeah. I don't even have a 4K TV. Exactly. I just want to own it for yeah. the collector's item. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I will collect every steelbook you make exclusive at Best Buy. I will yeah. I will get every variant cover of oh, the yeah. DVD. I'll get the uh, the soundtrack. I'll get the behind the scenes director's cut, of course. You know the extended edition. Extended edition. I'll get I'll get the soundtrack on vinyl. Oh yeah, classic. You're not a fan if you don't. The B, the B, and it's just still call it the the B movie two. The B movie two. No relation though. <laughs> you can we'll, we'll have we'll have Seinfeld in there for like a bit. Yeah, as like a, a cameo. Yeah, yeah. What, what was his name? Barry. We'll have Barry, Barry the Bee in there. <laughs> yeah. Barry the. Oh, never mind. We're not getting into this. <laughs> oh my gosh. The we've Bee movie too. So though. off the rails. We we've been talking for a long time. We have been talking for a long. This is time. gonna be our longest episode. I did not I'm have to cut some of this out in post. Oh no, I did. I'm sorry. Whatever parts you aren't able to hear, it's golden. I can promise you that. Uh, but wow, this this is something that definitely uh blew up way more than than i thought it would with the word ordinary so kudos andrew absolutely kudos. let's let's start a hashtag hashtag we want the real b movie maybe something more streamlined <laughs> that is like a whole <laughs> sentence hashtag we want the real b movie maybe hashtag b movie too but i feel like that might be like we want just a, a repeat of the original b movie hashtag Is the B movie we deserve too too long? Yeah, let's say hashtag hashtag the B movie we deserve, and then in the tweet you've got to say something about the idea. Yeah, yeah, and link them back to us because yeah. we want the the IP rights. Right, right. Hashtag the B movie we deserve. Make it trending. Get it going. I'm waiting. All right, now we gotta <laughs> find out what we're talking about next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we can do this off of Ordinary, I don't think there's anything we can't talk about, Andrew. Oh my gosh, no. Wow. I mean, we definitely got off of Ordinary. Oh, yeah. Uh, gotta find. I have like 70 tabs open. Oh, right. the Here it is. Randomwordgenerator.com To generate a random word for us to talk about in three, two, one. Warrant. Warrant? Yes, warrant. Warrant. Yeah. Okay. Like something is warranted, or or you have a warrant out for your arrest, right? Or limited time warranty, warranty. Yeah, I think that counts. Stay tuned, and we'll talk about warranty. Ooh, that's gonna be riveting, I'm sure. Oh, it's gonna be great. All right, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>